Welcome everybody to the Nuggets of Gold YouTube channel and podcast. Today we're going to be going over rookie minicamp, talking a little bit about the Marquise Leave signing, and then we're going to wrap it up with just kind of a conversation about what to expect from this, you know, quarterback battle, one one that we haven't had a, for for a long time in San Francisco. So, I mean, we got a little bit of a quarterback battle in terms of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Very obvious that Trey Lance is the the future of the team, but for 2021 we don't really know who who that guy is going to be so we're going to talk about that a little bit but let's just go over this rookie mini camp i think the main guy that stood out was diamador lenore very very sick name also by the way i mean you gotta love that um we saw a video where he kind of pressed austin watkins off the line of scrimmage austin watkins you know finds himself again goes to run inside again gets pressed again, and then Lenore picks it off. Um, he also picked off Lance on another deep ball and just kind of was all over the field. Got uh, Dion. Was it Deion Sanders that shouted him out, Aiden? Yeah, it so Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders shouted him out. Um, and then that was kind of where he, I think he was, you know, maybe the biggest highlight just in terms of he had a couple plays that were really, really high level. So got definitely exciting to see that. And that's a day, day three pick, a guy that, is more of a project player, but it's cool to see those tools initially, especially when he's just squaring off against the other rookies. But and we'll talk about Lance's minicamp in a second here. But any other guys that you were really just like that you liked and like stood out to you, Aiden? Uh, I thought Elijah Mitchell. Obviously, we we weren't there, but everything coming out of rookie minicamp for him was super positive. Somebody said he was the best pass catcher, maybe on on the team right away. Which is interesting because we we had talked about Sermon p- potentially taking over a similar role like that. But if you're going to be the best at the team at something, he was a guy who we both expected to make the roster. But that pretty much assures that he's going to make the roster. Um, and hurts a guy like like Hasty who hasn't shown that that ability to be super vital through through the air. Um, so that was super awesome to to see for me. Yeah, and, and we talked about him. Like he could have a he could have a solid role. I know one of our listeners said commented and said, "I think he's going to be like the main back, like the featured back here one." Which I said, I mean, I'm all for. I, I've watched Trey Sermon. I can see Trey Sermon is a very good ball carrier. And if you kind of get hit the, his style of running, um, also I, I wanted to bring this up because I talked about Trey Sermon a while back, and we kind of talked about it as like a power and almost like finesse game. I don't think our Trey Sermon evaluation was was exactly like spot on, just in terms of. He's not necessarily a power back, but he's an inside outside back where a lot of these other guys, you know, they want to go outside. You see Raheem Mostert, he wants to go outside. Sermon is is fantastic at running inside, but he's not necessarily like some power back. You know, he's not he's not looking like Brandon Jacobs out there like these old power backs are. He's a, he's a modern day, you know, quick twitch, one cut kind of back, but he's more of an inside back, which is which is much different than power, so I wanted to bring that up. But I think Mitchell, I mean, I think we should kind of expect him to be more of that outside kind of ball carrier. And then if you have him in the passing game, you have two guys, two rookie running backs in Sermon and Mitchell who can be really, really solid contributors through the air. Um, And that's going to be something, especially if, you know, Lance is a guy that wants to check the ball down a lot, which he did a lot in this mini camp. I mean, you're seeing all these, this conversation about these guys getting, getting catches out of the backfield. If he's a guy that, you know, is, is checking down the ball a lot, which I am perfectly fine with from a rookie quarterback. I'd rather you, you be really safe with the ball. Rather, you know, especially for the 49ers, like in their roster right now, let the defense go out there and win games. Because if he's just checking the ball down and being very conservative, and then you have big play, you know, these big plays that Kyle Shanahan's going to scheme up, because we know that's going to be the case. I mean, we've seen that in his time in San Francisco. So 
you kind of have these these two backs that are able to contribute in the passing game. That can be huge moving forward for the Niners because they really haven't had that. I think, I mean, in my opinion, I think Jeff Wilson has been the best catching back in San Francisco. Uh, Jet McKinnon was definitely supposed to be that. And unfortunately, his career kind of got affected by injuries. Um, so not going to really blame that on him. But like, you know, he just wasn't really there, wasn't able to contribute. Um, and then, and then Moser was like, okay in the passing game, but I don't think anything super special. So really interesting to see that, that Elijah Mitchell, you know, immediately is the guy that like, Hey, this guy's a, a really good pass catching back. So I think that's, that's a great sign for the 49ers, but let, let's talk about Lance a little bit. I think the big thing was that his motion looked very fluid. Um, not a lot of like quick twitchiness, you know, it's very fluid. He goes through, um, and they said, uh, I read a report basically saying like, it looks cleaned up in terms of, he doesn't just like do like some like like a quick like elbow flinch or like a wrist like kind of flick a wrist like really quick where it's just like boom but it's really easy and it looks like a lot different where it's not like like he doesn't hitch in his motion which is good because if you start hitching in your motion that's when you see a lot of those accuracy issues arise and then you have you know weight issues where guys are like twitching and then their weights getting held back or their weights falling forward so that's a really good sign still they said he you know wasn't super accurate I think that's all right. I don't think we need to, you know, panic about him not being accurate. I think it's definitely going to take some time. That's that's like the biggest thing besides adjusting to the NFL speed is, hey, this guy isn't. It wasn't the most accurate. I mean, he was the least accurate out of the top five guys. So I mean, he has the tools to get there, but that's going to take some time. And I think it's very promising that we saw that 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 motion looks like it's improved a lot. So. Aiden, what are just your thoughts on that motion improving and 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 what's kind of like your what's your thoughts on also on like just like the overall accuracy concerns? I don't place a whole lot of um, I guess weight on those accuracy accuracy concerns. Excuse me, because Shanahan's gonna gonna be able to scheme guys open. We've seen Jimmy throw to wide open guys before, and everything that we saw was Lance with his feet set. I think we're going to see a lot of rollouts, boots, stuff on the move. And that stuff really helps a rookie, especially kind of get in, in the flow. And it was also practice number one of his NFL career, like simmer down a little bit because like, think about how, how, how nervous you or, or I would be. Um, and I, we, we didn't even see like, like the seven on seven stuff. We saw like, like the warmups throwing to coaches. So I don't place a whole lot of weight on it, but I'm really curious to see how he throws, I guess, moving off, off boots. Um, Cause that's a lot more of what he did in college. I don't think that he had a whole lot of just shotgun three-step drop throw and I mean, stuff out of the single back and stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be like a Drew Brees accuracy, like 70% completion per season. I think he's, he's more in that 60 to 65 range. But I mean, I was super encouraged by everything that I saw. You know, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good sign if we're seeing that you know this he's looking really accurate, uh, looking good there. So I mean, and there's not there's not going to be a ton to take away from these rookie mini camps. Uh, very light practices, you know, not not a ton going on. Um, and and as training camp kind of progresses, I think we'll 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 learn a little bit more every day about like where Lance is standing and, and just kind of. You know how is he? How is he improving? Is he not improving in this area? Like, what's to be concerned about? And definitely be monitoring that because that's going to be the that's going to be the headline for about the next two or three seasons for the 49ers. Um, but one other guy, Hufanga, uh, we talked about before. Aiden, you were saying that he's like a, a gold helmet player. Do you want to just kind of like discuss what that is and and who the 49ers gold helmet players were this year? Yeah. So basically, 
the Niners scouting department comes together before the draft and they like universally decide on gold helmet players and there could be everybody or none. Like, I don't think that they, they choose one guy per, per round. There were only two in this entire draft. One was Trey Lance and one was Talanoa Hufunga. Um, last year, the only one was Colton Mikovitz. And basically how I interpreted it was, if he's a gold helmet guy, he needs to be a a a 49er. Like this, this is a guy that you have to get. Think like Reuben Foster. The Niners had him at number three on their entire board or something like that. And they got him at 31. Um, it's a guy that they really that they feel is a great person as well as a great player. And obviously we haven't seen that really pan out, I guess. Um, but super exciting that the Niners really like this guy in the fifth round enough to make him like a gold helmet guy should make him feel a little bit better after getting his ankles snatched by Doug Peterson's son, which was a little bit unfortunate. So, yeah, so Doug Peterson's son got him pretty good, but I guess he had a good overall practice, right? Like that was kind of the consensus that he looked really good out there. Yeah, but Doug Peterson's son making some money on a in rookie minicamp. <laughs> Tough. Tough for Hufunga, definitely. Because I think Doug Peterson's son went to some some small school, and Hufunga was like the Pac-12 defensive player of, of the year. Maybe not not great to do in practice number one, but <laughs> it definitely happens. And then you said Lance was also a gold helmet player too, right? Correct. Because, yeah. I mean, we we heard Shanahan call him like a CEO, and if if you watched the press conference that, that, that he had right after or before rookie minicamp, like came across super duper composed. Um, and I think that they fell in love with the person just as much as the player, which you always want out of the quarterback position. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, I think and anything else you had to kind of add to this rookie minicamp discussion? Cause that was pretty much all I had. Not a ton. I mean, it's the first say, practice. I would say the Marquise Lee tryout. Marquise Lee was Lance's favorite receiver during that seven on seven and signed a contract kind of throws a wrench in our wide receiver three ideas because he's a guy who could definitely be that. I think Austin Watkins may have underwhelmed a little bit, which is a little bit unfortunate given how how high I was on him. Well, I also um, do think I do think that part of it, sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like part of it is just because you saw a highlight reel where he just got demolished. So then that's that's obviously gonna affect like what you what you saw to him. Like, okay, well I saw I saw this one play and he got completely destroyed <laughs> off the line. Which happens, but I mean it's rare that you see a guy get pressed twice and then get the ball picked off like that. But hey, you're gonna have bad reps. Get Definitely them over. Not get a it. good combo, though. Yeah, yeah. Get those, but get those bad reps out of you in, in May. I'd say that's a good sign. <laughs> um, but let, I want to talk about Marquise Lee a little bit. You brought him up last time we saw Marquise Lee. You know, in a in an actual like full season was in 2017. So it has been some time since we've seen him. Signs a contract. 2018, he gets hurt. 2019 don't know what happens but i know that he had three catches for 18 yards so you know not really a, a contributor i'm assuming he got hurt again another another injury um and then last season he opted out so these last three years we've had there's been three combined catches from marquis lee but you go back 2017 2016 851 yards then 702 yards and three touchdowns in each of those seasons he was also on the jags you know blake bortles led offense not the best sign, but if you remember, it was it was him and who was the other guy? Was it A Rob that that were the Jags wide receivers? And those were like the one and two, and, and it was a good wide receiving core. Um, and 
Bortles was thrown for a ton of yards a few years ago, if you remember. Now, maybe not maybe not looking like a great quarterback, but he was definitely producing in terms of yardage. And I think a lot of that was because of both Marquise Lee and A-Rob. Now, Marquise Lee's a little bit older, but my favorite part about this signing was all of the reports are like Marquise Lee really really impressive workout like they're going going crazy and like how impressive it was which you don't always see like usually i, I feel like the headline is four nine signed this guy after workout but they were like they signed him after super impressive workout and it was like it was a big deal so i mean and i and i guess he was trey lance's favorite target in the in the tryout so i think that's a good sign potentially he could be a wide receiver three and i think i don't know who was we were talking about this. I think it might have been Travis Benjamin. We were saying like, yeah, he could definitely like play a role early on, and then he could also just not make the team. So don't really know where that stands. But I think what we know about Kyle is he's gonna you typically try to keep the most talented players. Like, yes, draft capital will have a say in it. Like, you're not gonna cut your second round pick. Like, even it when they were you know bothered with Dante Pettis, not gonna cut Dante Pettis after being a second round pick. But a guy like Austin Watkins, even if he's so many years younger, if they can think Marquise Lee is a much better player, they're going to keep Marquise Lee. And I think that goes for a lot of guys. I think the only guy that will have like a, a free pass, I guess, this year is probably Jalen Hurd. And we've already seen him kind of have a couple of those. So it's kind of, you know, he's probably got a year or two left where they're, they're going to play his whole contract and they wouldn't ever cut him just because, you know, they see the talent there. But Marquise Lee, this is a wide receiver room, which is pretty pretty thin in terms of depth you know you got the two starters for sure but Marquise Lee if, I mean if he looks good and he's healthy and he's ready to go I think that he's a guy that could definitely make a run to be that wide receiver three and we talked about it before as well that wide receiver three spot is not going to get many targets now where it does become an issue is if one of George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, or Debo Samuel go down for an extended period of time where that guy has to step into a larger role but when George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel are on the field that guy's probably going to see like a couple, like a couple targets a game, just because George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk are. I would expect them to get 80, 90 receptions, both of them this year. So, and that's much more than a typical tight end. Many tight ends are getting like 50 and 60. George Kittle demands the ball way more than a lot of the other guys. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's like a huge role. I, I think that we're going to see a lot less usage out of that wide receiver three than last year as well. So, I don't know. Do you do you think that he has a chance to kind of, you know, earn some targets and and maybe like just be in that in that receiving room when after you know training camp and preseason and all that? Like, do you think he can make the roster? One hundred percent. I think he's a guy who actually reminds me a little bit. Looking at his height, weight, forty yard dash, a little bit like Kendrick Bourne. Um, not a super fast guy. Ran a four five two, but. I don't know. He was so good in college. Um, this is when USC was kind of making a bit of a comeback. In 2012, he had 120 catches for 1,700 yards and 14 touchdowns. And I and I remember he, he had one game where he had like 350 yards receiving. It was something crazy. And he's a guy who got a a second contract from the, the Jags. Obviously, he, he, he didn't necessarily live up to that contract, but it was a pretty big contract. It was four years, 38 million. Um, and he's a guy that can play. We've seen Shanahan kind of like guys that were drafted high. A guy like Kevin White, he 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 brought in who was a first round pick. Marquise Lee was a high second round pick. Um, I think Shanahan thinks that he can turn some of these guys who maybe have dealt with injuries or maybe have been underutilized um, into. 
players that can kind of make make plays for this offense. Um, and I think Marquise Lee, I don't think he's the the leader in in the clubhouse for wide receiver three, but he brings something new as kind of like it, it, I I think it kills Mohamed Sanu's san- chances of potentially making the roster. I think that they um, aren't going to take two veteran guys like that, but maybe. But he's a guy that I'm excited to see, and he obviously had some good chemistry with with Lance. I think he was Lance's favorite target during the seven on seven portion. But super excited! It was a one year deal, uh, very low stakes, and could end up being a, a a productive player for this year. So my takeaways for that are: if I want to see what we're going to get out of him, just watch the USC highlights. I mean, I feel like that's very very best case. But <laughs> he was so good in college. He was so good. Yeah, so I mean, ho- hopefully they get something out of them. Uh, it's it's they've been signing these guys. I, I mean, I thought they were going to go after a couple different kind of. I thought they were going to sign Todd Gurley. That was like one of my expectations of, of these veteran players. Didn't really think the Mohamed Sanu signing was going to happen just because they brought him in there last year. Was it was it last year? Or was it the year before? I think it was both. Yeah. So I mean, they've they've. I guess that I should have expected that one because they keep signing Mohamed Sanu for you know little periods of times, but. Marquise Lee um, hasn't you know, hasn't played in a long time. Don't really know what to expect, but apparently he looked really really good. So I mean that's that, that that's definitely a promising sign, and maybe he carves out a role for himself. But I think that'll do it on that front. So to to wrap up this show, we're going to be talking about these expectations for for finally another quarterback battle in San Francisco. We got Jimmy Garoppolo just showed up. I think it was two days ago. Get his six hundred thousand dollar workout check. Always nice to cash that one in. Um, and then Trey Lance, who his motion is is looking a little bit more refined, you know, still a little bit of some accuracy issues, but he's a guy that's gonna that's gonna really change the way this offense looks. So, Aiden, you started out, man. What are just your overall expectations for this, you know, training camp quarterback battle between Lance and Garoppolo? Yeah, I want to preface this by saying I do expect Jimmy to be the starter in in week one, but over the last couple of days. I've been thinking that Lance has a very realistic shot of winning this this battle. Um, we had Grant Cohn on on the show a couple months ago, and he was saying that Jimmy looks horrible during during practice. And Lance is a guy who is fine checking down. He had I think he had no turnovers his first full year as a starter, and had like the over the last two years has like the least amount of turnover worthy plays or something like that. He's a guy who will make good decisions with the ball and as we know, like Shanahan really values um, taking care of, of the ball. Um, and if Jimmy throws into triple coverage and makes a bad decision, I, I could see him being like, screw this. I will take a, a few rookie mistakes over wasting a drive or two per, per game because he won't take the, the check down or something like that. And also Lance adds a completely new element with his legs. I think even if he's not the week one starter, we should see him in 15 out of the 17 games um, in, in some capacity. But I still expect Jimmy to be the week one starter, but I'm warming to the idea that Lance has a, real, has a realistic shot. And if he plays well during, during camp, I would not be surprised if he's the week one starter either. Yeah, and I've said it before. I mean, I, I feel the same way. I've definitely expect since they drafted Lance, and I'll say this, I have massive expectations for Lance coming out of college. I think he's going to be a fantastic pro in terms of his career. I think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback for this first year. 
since they drafted him, kind of since the draft process, I've expected them to go into the season and in their mind, they, they want Jimmy to start the whole year. Similar to what the Chiefs did with Alex Smith, where he started the whole year, you know, and then Mahomes got that game at the end of the year, which also, just side note, he looked damn good in that game against the Broncos. I remember watching that, like, hey, this guy looks really good. Like, maybe he could, maybe he will be the starter next year. And then, you know, everything with Mahomes happens, which was cool to see. But I think that we we should expect something similar to that. Now, with that said, I, I said this a while back where I was like, I, I think Jimmy's going to be the starter. And a lot of people don't think that. I think it's a lot closer than I initially expected it to be. And I think the decision-making has to be a big part of that, especially because you look at, at what kind of gets the, um, what, what gets like Kyle frustrated with Jimmy. And a lot of it's, and we were talking about it just before we hopped on. I don't know how we got in this conversation, but we were talking about the Dolphins game last year where it looked like, you know, Jimmy just throwing up like three flies up to like the, like the Dolphins defensive backs in that game. And, and it was brutal, but, I mean, we've seen like the offense can look great with Jimmy. You know, he can run the offense. He, you know, he changes. He's very good at, at the line of scrimmage, at adjusting the plays and, and changing and audibling and stuff like that. But you look at his 2019 year, threw 27 touchdowns. It's pretty solid. But he threw 13 picks. And what we've seen from Lance is that at, at least early on, I mean, in his in his North Dakota State career, and also like, I mean, through like what one mini pra- mini camp practice. So very you know small sample size, but. He's a guy that doesn't seem to want to like. He doesn't want to force the ball. He'll check it down. He'll check it down, and he'll make his money on big plays. And that's what North Dakota State did a lot of the times. You know, slowly moving the ball, slowly moving the ball, and then boom, fifty-yard touchdown, whatever it is. And he's able to make these incredible throws and you know these incredible running plays where he can just have a massive play. So he's relying more on the, on these big plays, you know. And the thing about the Niners' offense is that's what they do as well. Look at all these. 80-yard rushing touchdowns that they have at the beginning of games. Look at all these 60-yard George Kittle's touchdowns where, you know, he's falling down and, you know, running, you know, crawling on the ground, and then he gets up and runs for, you know, 70 yards for a touchdown. Getting, like, what was it? Did he, did he have, like, 200 yards in the first half a couple years back? Mm-hmm. Against, against the Broncos, the Broncos yeah. yeah. You know, just, like, crazy big explosive plays. But Lance doesn't force the ball to have those mistakes, and I think there's a good chance – not a good chance. I think there's a decent enough chance that Kyle goes – we're going to be better with Lance. If we start in week one, we're going to be better week six than we would if we have Jimmy starting week one. And I totally see that side of the argument. I still wouldn't expect it to happen. But if it does happen, if Lance is the starter week one, that means that he was very impressive. And if we're 49 fans, you know, expect him to definitely have some moments where it's like, dude, what, what is he doing? And he looks like a rookie quarterback. But that means that day in and day out, he is looking fantastic and in, in both in practice and off the field. So I think if there if he does end up being the starter, that is like the biggest stock up you could give for Trey Lance, even if he doesn't look good initially, because guess what? It's gonna take some time. I mean, it takes the time with a lot of guys. It's it's pretty rare that you have a guy like Justin Herbert who comes in and you know they puncture Tyrod Taylor's lung and then he comes in and looks fantastic. But with with Trey Lance, if he's able to come in and just start from day one. That is something that I was not expecting at all, especially in this pre-draft process. Process. So, I mean, I, I think there's a chance. I still would expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be the starter, and and he. I mean, he's. It's not like he's going to just roll over. Like he's going to go out there. He's going to look good. But if all of these reports about him, you know, being terrible in practice, everyone knows the the five interceptions in a row story in practice. Like if, if those kind of things arise, and he's throwing a lot of picks in practice, and Lance isn't. 
I do think it's kind of hard to look at your team and go, yeah, we're going to go with Jimmy again. And they're going to be like, I mean, like they've won with Jimmy. So they like Jimmy. That's very clear. But if he's throwing a bunch of picks in practice and Trey Lance isn't, and Trey Lance brings his extra dynamic, it does get a little tough to make Jimmy the starter. And so I think there's, I think there's a point to that, that kind of like argument of like, Hey, I think Lance should start day one. Also, a lot of people are very pro of just like, Hey, throw the quarterback out there. I don't know if you always do that, but if you think he's ready enough, then I think you do. Even if he's not like quite there, you know, if he's like 80, 80, 90% there, like, Hey, like he's almost, he's almost ready to go. Let him go out there. Let him make his adjustments. Let him fail early on. Because I mean, we talked about it before this as well. This is a good division. The Rams are a really good team. The Seahawks and the Cardinals, I don't think they're quite on the level that the Rams and the 49ers are just in terms of their roster. But you got Russell Wilson, you got Kyler Murray in those spots. Like they're going to be competing every every game, you know? So I, I definitely think that this is a, a year where even if the Niners decide to go with Lance and it makes him, you know, take a little step back or whatever, I still think it's a big win in terms of Lance's career. And so I'm not against it. I don't expect it to happen, but I'm definitely not against Lance starting week one. Yeah, I think another thing to keep in mind is the first four games are really manageable. Lions, I feel like you or I could could probably come in and play play manageable quarterback play. Um, Eagles don't have an awesome defense. Packers have a good defense, but I don't. Rodgers is really up in the air. I think you said you don't expect him to 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 play this year. If the Packers do not have have Rodgers, that's not a horrible matchup. Um, and then the Seahawks defense, I have no idea who they have playing DB. I, mean, I guess we go at, at Akella Witherspoon a little bit. Um, but I don't know. Like those, those first four games and even the Cardinals game isn't absolutely horrible. Like that's a pretty manageable starting stretch. It's not like you're, you're coming out against like the Bears later in, in the season or the Rams. And there's two sides to that coin. Maybe you make sure that, that, that you get a couple wins with, with Jimmy under center. Or do you you let Lance come out there and have a little bit more margin of of, of error um, and and have him figure it out a little bit? But uh, super excited to see what they end up doing. Yeah, so I think that's probably going to wrap it up for this episode. We just wanted to get some quick stuff out here. I'm um, going to be recording again later this week and have a guest on, so uh, make sure to stay tuned for that. It should be available on the podcast platform and also on YouTube. And if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, make sure to like, comment. Uh, let us know what you think about just any of these topics. Um, but I think that's going to do it for today. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you guys all soon.